0: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast.
1: weekend to you. Welcome into Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. I am uh, Mark Cox and here along with Bo Matthews and Carl Middleman.
2: Go Bengals! Yeah, no, <laughs> go
1: Bengals. I'm, I've told you this. People that listen to my show on 97.1 already know this. I, I've largely given up on the NFL. I didn't haven't watched it in a couple of years. they are not alone. Their woke culture, I just can't stand it. Play the but, game. But ultimately... I'm a football fan. I played it in high school. Believe it or not, I actually walked onto the team at the University of Kentucky many years ago, got my butt kicked. That didn't last long. So I technically still have four years of eligibility left, if (laughs) anybody's interested. But uh, regardless, I I still love the game. And particularly when it comes to playoff football, I'm probably going to watch. Uh, can just hold my nose and watch because there were some great games, and now I grew up a Bing- a long suffering Bengals fan. I got to root for them this weekend.
2: I, well, and you have to. Uh, I like the game. <laughs> I like college ball. Um, up until well, not that not that this year is any worse, but college ball still seems like there's so much heart in it. Not that there's not hard in the NFL, but there's just so much money and politics and control, and it just you know it's a mess. Uh, I'd rather go to a high school football game personally. Yeah, Friday night lights. You know, t- for the game. Well, for the I've game.
1: enjoyed college basketball for that same reason. I don't watch the NBA, even though as a Kentucky Wildcat fan, a lot of my former players populate the NFL or the NBA now. In uh, the, the big stars, Anthony oh, Davis. Are you, are you all saying
3: those folks. that your team is a feeder for the NBA?
1: I believe, and I could be wrong about this, that Kentucky has more former players in the NBA than
2: any other college. Whoa, right now. I'm pretty playing sure. it out there.
3: We'll the last Tom Ackerman. I'm pretty sure that,
1: that is a true fact.
2: Well, but, uh, uh, again, for the game, love the game, I love the strategy, love uh, everything that goes along with it. But when it, it's like going to, let's say, you went to a benign uh, Garth Brooks concert or a, uh, you know, just a, go, go see Elton John. And all of a sudden, they launch into the political stuff from the stage. Just, I'm not uh, there for that. Do yeah, the music. Do yeah, the music. Yeah. Now, if you go to a Ted Nugent concert, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's true. <laughs>
3: or Crosby, <laughs> Stills, Nash & Young show. You, you, you know get, what you're going to get. So, man. you know yeah. what I mean? Or, or Lady
2: Gaga. Or Neil Young. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy, let's go there. No, let's not. Uh, so, anyway, uh, <laughs> go Bengals. I'm, I'm happy for your team, man. Yeah, keep on rocking in the free world there, Bo. you have any, yeah, uh, dude, uh, have any uh, wagers on this?
1: You know, I've I've uh, bought some some spots on a on one of the the boards, oh, the squares, a square. yeah, squares. Yeah. I bought some the squares. rocket mortgage one, and I, of course the numbers are picked at random, so I have no way. I have not seen the numbers yet, but I'm pulling for. For the Bengals. Now, Now, Ackerman described to me how to make an emotional hedge bet the that's other day. Idea. He said, like, for example, if you really want the Rams to lose, decide how much that's worth to you. Would you pay 100 bucks to see the Rams lose? He said, so take that money and go out and place a bet on the Rams to win. Right. Okay. And if they win, the bet pays off, so you get you get a payoff out of it. And if they lose, you it was worth a hundred bucks to you to have your dream come true <laughs> that the Rams lost. He called it an emotional hedge bet. I'd never heard of that before. Like but it makes that. sense. Okay. Well for those
3: of you who don't know, and thanks for listening to the show for the first time, I work for the St. Louis Blues. I play the music and blow the goal horn. In fact you can see me blow the goal horn at underscore Carl the intern on Twitter and Instagram. And I have worked in professional sports since 1996, or as I like to say, the year after Wayne Gretzky left. Uh huh. For 10 years, I worked for the Rams, also playing the music. So I have friends that still work there. They're for... even
2: rooting against them? No. I'm just... <laughs> yes, they are. That's the story. <laughs> there,
3: there are people in St. Louis that are rooting for the Rams because they still have an emotional attack. They were here for 20 years. Yeah. And some people grew up with the Rams and they're upset that they left, but they still root for them. I am not one of those people, but I still have friends that still work for the team. And if they win, I would be happy for them. So has Mark changed you? No. Are you I, I, One of the reasons I don't care is because I used to work for the Rams for 10 years and then they left. And so now I'm mad at they them. They
2: abandoned Ooh. you. Yeah. How, how about the party? Do you do, you oh, do you a Super Bowl party? Because my wife and I, it's a two people party. Yeah, we used to get together with
1: maybe my in-laws or something.
2: And yeah. I
3: meet yeah. the same yeah. group so. of about. 20 of us every year for the last 30 years
1: yeah that's good that's good my my favorite joke i saw this week related to the super bowl is it it looks like a dummied up letter from the nfl head offices that basically says they're concerned uh, they have a growing concern over the super bowl in ending up being in a city where the local team is one of the two teams playing like this time yeah. it was Kansas City, or this year it's going to be the Rams are playing in their home stadium. They're basically the home team for the Super Bowl, right? Right. right. And to avoid that moving forward, they're just going to permanently play the game in Dallas.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and my my cowboy fr- friends did not appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, not. I just that's say that. Great. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I did want to mention uh, before uh, we move along with the show here. Did you see? Remember the soundbite from Beto O'Rourke back in 2019, speaking of the Second Amendment, Uh, where he talked about taking your guns? Listen to it again.
4: Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47.
1: So this was the failed presidential candidate and then failed Senate candidate, Beto O'Rourke, who ran against Ted Cruz down in Texas. There was a lot of story, there were a lot of stories at the time that, that, Once he dropped out of the presidential race, Joe Biden was going to appoint him as his gun czar.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Remember
1: that? And even as recently as November, somebody went back to him and said, are you still sticking to this? We're going to take your AR-15. And he said, absolutely. I don't back off that a bit. And then he met with some political consultants because now he's running for governor in the state of Texas where everybody wears a 10-gallon hat, right?
2: And uh, And a lot of them carry open carry. Some
1: political consultant got to him and said, "Uh, that ship's not going to sail. And so yesterday, this week, a reporter got to him and asked him that question again, and here's what he said.
4: I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the Second Amendment.
2: (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. It is truly upside-down world. Do you have whiplash? Wow. He that went from, amazing. hell,
1: yes, we're taking your AR-15 and AK-47, like, we're going to confiscate it, we're going to buy it back from you, even though you didn't buy it from us to begin with, Wow! to now, I don't want to take anything from anybody. I want to <laughs> defend the Second Amendment. Is there anybody in their right mind that would believe a word that ever came out of this guy's
2: mouth? Not in their right mind, but there are people that will believe that. <laughs> Wow, that is crazy! I have not heard that sound. By <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, well, there's your politicians. <laughs> that's for you.
1: why I had to play it because I'm like, come on. This you know,
2: is- that's the thing. I can tell, I can quote a politician, but man, it just doesn't really hit home until you hear it come out of their mouth. Yeah, and that is one of those. Beto O'Rourke to me, the name, just the name alone. I'm not going to harass him or anything or bully him. Uh, it sounds like a Star Wars character to me. <laughs> I think
1: of Philo Beto.
3: Remember
2: that? <laughs> yeah, the, absolutely. Any Which Way but oh, I love yeah, those yeah. movies, dude. Yeah. Love those movies. Ryan
3: Recker keeps trying to spoil Book of Boba Fett for me. Oh, we're gonna,
2: yeah, I think we. Uh, that you guys want to have me
3: on, but I can't. I can't talk you about can't it yet because it. I haven't seen it. Because my family watches it as a family.
2: If you're speaking foreign language. I don't know any of that crap. <laughs> That's I, right. I just don't. I just don't. Uh, but good luck with that.
1: Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. So we know there's a football game going on this weekend. A lot of people are kind of focused on that. But if you're looking for something to do, there is a great event going on uh, down at the City Foundry. If you're one of those people that says, let's ride. And that means getting on your Harley or your motorcycle and taking off. This this is going to be a great event.
2: It is going to be a great event. If you've missed the uh, leather and lace dances of uh, uh, long ago, uh, get your leather out, get your lace out, and, uh, and head on down there. It is the 7th Annual Cycle Showcase uh, STL. We're actually going to talk to the guy putting it together, and he's missed a year or so. Uh, it, it's going to be one heck of a show. Plus, I've never been to the Foundry. Have you been? I have. N- I've not been
3: down there since they redid
2: it. It's on van
3: vendor right across from IKEA and like uh, Forest Park Parkway.
2: Okay, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's uh, what I've seen online. I, I just, I, matter of fact, we're going to a birthday party this weekend. Um, And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take my wife down there. Yeah. Just so she could see it. Plus, she loves motorcycles. She loves beautiful motorcycles. And it's truly artwork. We're going to hear all about that coming up in just a moment. Take a few pictures,
1: and uh, (laughs) I'd love to see that. So uh, let us know. That'll be great. Uh, Also, uh, you know, we're raising money. Bo's raising money with his poker bash, and they've got another fabulous firearm that they're going to be raffling off. We're going to have all the details on that for you coming up on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors.
2: Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Oh, can you can you imagine getting out on two wheels? You know, I actually saw it on the warm temperatures we had this past week, people on a motorcycle. And then there's some crazy person that parks in our parking garage here that's on a motorcycle every day. Every day? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. this weather? It, well, they're but still. <laughs> Taking up a whole spot, Taking yeah. up a whole <laughs> spot. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, for those that are dreaming of being uh, out on the road with the wind in your hair or... Wind across your scalp, you bald guys. (laughs) We've got uh, Motorcycle on the Brain, the 7th Annual Cycle Showcase STL. It's a two-day event celebrating the art and history of motorcycling from all over the world with rare and custom bikes. And it's at a location that I've never been to, so maybe this will draw some people from the outskirts to come in. Randy Nolge is our guest. and uh, Randy, your title with this organization is what?
4: I guess you'd call me the creator.
2: Ooh, the brainchild. Yeah. Welcome nice. to Second Amendment yeah. Radio, sir. Uh, tell us about what you got going on and what it's going on this weekend.
4: Well, um, I'm bringing in about 50 bikes, a little over 50 bikes, actually, from all over North America. Um, classic bikes, racing bikes, uh, custom bikes, a lot of custom bikes this year. <sighs> I didn't do a show last year, so I've got two years of searching uh, the country for really cool custom bikes all stacked up, Um, just a bunch of eye candy uh, we're going to bring down to the city foundry. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, well, that place is cool to begin with. Uh, Lots of good food and drink and all that stuff down there. So how how does it work, Uh, Randy? Is is it a a paid admission to get in?
4: It it is. It's only $10 um, just to cover some security costs and things like that. Um, Kids 16 and under, if if you can't drive, if you don't have a driver's license, you're free. Um, uh, but adults are only 10 bucks, um, and it's pay at the door. There's no advance tickets or anything like that.
2: But this is just, a, it's a, it's a big show. It's eye candy. Uh, it's kind of like going to like the, uh, the off-road motorcycle shows at various locations, but it's the cool stuff. It's the, the high end stuff, if you will. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you know, I I go to Vintage Bike Night, and I see the classic bikes, and now I go to European Bike Night, and I see the stuff there, and I thought, why can't I put all of the cool bikes together in one place? And I've been doing this since 2013. This is my seventh show now words getting out around the country that this is really something to be a part of if you're serious about either your custom restoration or your custom build um, builders are coming from all over North America. This is our first international show where we've got a bike coming in from Canada. Wow. Um, so I'm really excited about about how this thing has grown and and what it's
2: become.
1: No no concern about the bike getting over the bridge from Canada?
2: It's all, <laughs> it's are, block I'm betting bet here. I'm betting it's here. Uh, yeah.
4: He's he's actually en route all, all already on the on his way. Uh, I heard from him this morning, and uh, and and he's up in North Dakota now. So he's heading this way, uh, and uh, look forward to seeing him and uh, all of St. Louis show up. Um, there's I've got artists coming in from all over the country to uh, creating motocentric art. We'll call it. I've got craftspeople uh, creating on site. I've got a guy that hand makes boots stitch by stitch. Uh, all by hand. I've got a guy that makes knives coming out of Colorado. Um, he was on uh, Forge with Fire. Um, just uh, everything inspirational about being creative and artistic and uh, and, and everything uh, on two wheels.
1: What a great idea. I mean, is, is there anything else like this in the country?
4: You know, um, my ego says no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that.
4: Um, You know, I'm trying to push the boundaries of what people think of when you say bike show. You know, people may think uh, a big open floor in a convention center. Um, You know, I'm bringing in a lot of lighting, uh, some sound, and really trying to bridge the gap between what you think of as a bike show and maybe what people are seeing now with like the Van Gogh experience.
2: I was just thinking the same thing as you said it. Uh, You know, this is a great time. Uh, I don't know if the leather and lace uh, uh, dance party uh, charity event at Casa Loma has happened in the last couple of years, but uh, it's a great time. It's Valentine's weekend. Get your leather and your lace on and go out and show up and uh, have a great time. Uh, I love events like this. Uh, Aside from some of the uh, vendors that you talked about, are any of the motorcycles for sale?
4: Well, <laughs> you know the old saying: everything's for sale. Got a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I've got,
2: I've
4: got a, I've got a vintage uh, Vincent that's scheduled to be here, and one just went across the auction block on the Meekum show last week for over two hundred thousand dollars. Wow, so, that's amazing. Um, if, if you've got, uh, if you've got the pockets, I'm sure everything uh, that you see might be for sale. But, yeah, uh, this is this is a display, and I and I set this up for for families for uh this is truly a family friendly event um i set this up for families or people that aren't bike people i put descriptions underneath each bike to tell them what is special about it or what's unique so nobody can walk in and feel alienated or they feel uh dumb or what have you um it's 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 really beautiful art it's
2: beautiful art
4: uh, yeah, they are. They
2: are. You know, back in uh, the day, uh, it was, I know it's Hollywood, but Orange County Chopper really raised the bar of the awareness of these custom motorcycles, and they did a great job. And there's so many custom bike builders around. Uh, matter of fact, I knew a guy that worked uh, out of Daytona, Harley Davidson, a, a side business of theirs. They were uh, commissioned to uh, make a, a motorcycle, a Superman motorcycle for Shaquille O'Neal. And so they had to measure them like you do a suit, right? Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. So they create this thing. Here's the problem. Nobody could test drive it because nobody could reach the controls. (laughs) It's that big. Uh, But it it is amazing. But would you agree Orange County Choppers definitely rose the awareness of these styles and these uh, extreme motorcycles?
0: Oh,
4: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Them and Jesse James uh, had his West Coast Choppers uh, franchise, and he, he was branded everywhere um orange county choppers there was a there was a whole slew of, of guys back in the early 2000s that really lit the spark and then uh and and immediately after that you couldn't buy a harley davidson at the uh at the dealership uh they were sold out and there was a waiting list for everything and that that was a that was a really fun time uh to be honest because uh, it really uh it reignited that 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 spirit,
2: yeah. if you will, mm-hmm.
4: that uh, everybody just uh, lived vicariously through, that, through those shows for a while.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, for people who have never experienced something like this, and it sounds like it's unique to the country. Hopefully, they'll show up uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, and and whichever day they happen to be listening to this uh, show, and you can buy tickets right at the door. Ten bucks for adults, and uh, children uh, ages uh, fifteen and under are free. That's fantastic. You know, one thing we haven't really talked about is the is the kissing booth. I think you should probably <laughs> mention. hey, bringing that back. I'm just saying. Well,
4: uh, okay. The Kissing Booth? Yes, it is. But maybe not. What are you thinking of?
1: <laughs> oh,
3: crap. It's a movie on Netflix.
4: Well, I mean, I, I, for years, I've, I've been aligned with a couple of local animal rescues. And uh, we were trying to figure out how to incorporate that into my show. Um, so uh, we came up with the idea of a puppy kissing booth. And uh, we called smooches for pooches. Uh, and uh, it's it actually in addition to doing good for the for the charities, it sets the tone for the event. When yeah. people walk in, uh, maybe they're a little intimidated, maybe they're not a bike person or what have you. But when you see a a group of of big burly guys standing around kissing puppies, <laughs> <laughs> um, it kind of relaxes the atmosphere, if you will, uh, and, it, and it sets the tone for what kind of event this is. This is really, uh, I can't, I can't stress it enough. It's really a family-friendly event. Uh, it's a great date event for Valentine's weekend. Uh, yeah, everybody should check this out. It's a lot of fun.
2: Some of the best people on the planet are leather-clad. I can, I can attest to that. I've got a lot of great friends in the in the uh, motorcycle world. Uh, although I gave up the street riding a few years ago. This texting and driving thing, man, it changed the whole world as far as riding on the road. Call me a wimp, but my, my wife says, ah, I don't think I want to ride this year because we had two close calls the year before. I'm like, babe, no problem. We play on the yeah, dirt, absolutely. but we still admire beautiful works of art like this.
4: Well, there's going to be over 50 beautiful pieces here, and uh, yeah, I'd love for you to see
2: it. And for and for anybody that hasn't gone to the Foundry, I may be the only one in the area that hasn't been. I hear nothing but awesome reviews of it. The food is awesome, uh, and this is just another way to combine, uh, you know, a great event uh, at a great location. So g- good on you, man! Nice, nice to uh, talk to you, Randy.
4: I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, Randy Nolge with the seventh uh, annual uh, Cycle Showcase STL. Cycle Showcase STL is the website so people can. Uh,
2: learn more about that. Uh, great having him on here. And you can still go to this event and still not miss the Super Bowl, Mark. Nice! That's a good point. Yeah, go Bengals. I'm rooting for oh. the Bengals. And yeah, against the Rams. Yeah. yeah you know <laughs> Alright, uh, we've got more of S- uh, Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors next. You have a uh, an intern, Carl. Carl, the intern, at the helm of this show. You get everything. Background? ELO. Oh, look at you!
3: Look at you! ELO from the Face the Music album. That's the one with the song that nobody knows the title of, which has got the backwards at the beginning. Fire on High is what it's called, but this song is called Poker. Which was the other hit from this album.
2: Which we will be talking about, a poker bash coming up to support our police in uh, this segment. This segment actually brought to you by Razorback Armory, your gun concierge. We are going to be talking to one of the owners of Razorback Armory in just a moment, but if uh, you have never been to RazorbackArmory.com start your journey there, then go meet some new friends at Razorback Armory. It's always a, a great experience every time I go in, and the great thing is, it's centrally located in De Pere, just off Manchester in 270, but get the address and everything else at uh com, jesse welcome to the show second amendment radio and the great outdoors how are you sir hey how are you doing today i'm good you sound tired
5: well you know when you're, <laughs> when Two. you're working around the clock it's out it
2: <laughs> for going into three years now thank you very much or longer um sure. uh how things at the store doing
5: good good very busy uh just uh keep plugging away obviously with suppressor sales and everything kind of kicking up like we thought they would uh and taking care of all the paperwork with it, but now we're handling it, making it
2: making it happen. And that's what we're hoping for—a big update on that. Uh, but uh, the the culture of Second Amendment, and it's uh, it was heard in Jeff City again this week. Um, where did we end up with that? Do you do you know, Mark? What for the? They, S- they were
1: Second Amendment uh, protection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Sappa Bill Preservation Act. To my knowledge, there was no ruling on it. The court is considering arguments. Uh, against it right now they they have not made a ruling on that yet that I've seen
2: well I think uh, I talked to a couple of law enforcement officers that actually chiefs that uh, you and I both know and they said that the confusing part is you ask 10 attorneys what this bill means you'll get 10 different opinions and it's like okay well if it's confusing maybe they do need to clear it up a little bit or at least in their pub you know the uh, publication of it so attorneys do know how to deal with this and the law enforcement agencies do as well
1: Yeah, you know, um, my I've had several police chiefs reach out to me who were uh, not real thrilled, uh, you know, with with the way Aaron uh, Dorr, who we had on from the uh, you know Missouri Firearms Coalition, had described the 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 motivations behind Sapa, and uh, he he was he thought he suggested I don't want to put words in his mouth that in some cases. Local departments were losing money because uh, formally working with the feds, when they, conf- they would confiscate stuff, part of that money came back to the local department. And if, they, if they're afraid of having that relationship now because of SAPA, they were losing money and, and, and funds to their departments. The chiefs say that's not the case. And that they are just simply concerned with the, the 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 fines being levied against their department if they're working in conjunction. I think it's much to do about nothing, frankly. Per- personally, I think it's much to do about nothing. Ultimately, though, the Supreme Court in Missouri is going to make that ruling, they're going right, to make right. that decision. And then the legislature is going to have to decide if they're going to f- tweak it.
2: Yeah. Jess, do you have an opinion on it or any updates that you've heard?
5: Well, I'm, the same thing you guys were saying. There's There hasn't been a ruling that we've we've heard of uh, i know they were talking about it i think when it really when they first drew this up uh possibly hastily, it was more to say hey don't come to missouri and try to press you know uh unjust or undue, unconstitutional gun laws on us if you do not even any missouri law enforcement will be able to help you now the way it was written it's really kind of subjective so yeah local law enforcement can i help the federal government prosecute someone in my, you know, in my jurisdiction that's obviously needs to be prosecuted. Well, that's a that's a weird gray area that probably needs to be cleaned up. Right. But I think they were they were going against gun confiscation, you know, uh, illegal seizure of certain weapons. You know, I think that's that, that the I think the spirit or the goal was there. I, I don't think it necessarily was written well, to to be clear enough to let law enforcement, you know, attorneys, people know how it was going to be important.
1: Well, somebody somebody mentioned to me, that as background, right, just a, mm-hmm. a source mentioned to me, who happened to be a lawyer, that the, the simplest way to fix it is just to attach a date to it, that this is in effect for any law or ruling passed after the date this law took effect. Oh, Nothing before yeah. that, okay. because the point of it was to prevent – The Biden administration and his, you know, people like Beto O'Rourke, who's going to take your AR-15 and your AK-47 away from you, from from passing something uh, maybe – by administrative fiat, because that's what he likes to do. He likes to sign executive orders or have his appointee to the ATF, whoever that ends up being, try to do something from a regulatory standpoint that we disagree with or we think infringes on the Second Amendment. So so if they just set, made it more clear that it's forward-facing and not backward-looking, that mm-hmm. would satisfy the concerns of a lot of members of, of law enforcement and people in the legal Profession, so we'll see if that happens.
2: Uh, yeah, it's very yeah. confusing. I I do want to ask you, uh, Jesse. I think I texted you actually um, about this thing, this uh, contraption similar to a bump stock on a long gun. Uh, it was something that's added to a handgun that no law-abiding gun owner is going to buy one of these things that I can't imagine. But it's been co- uh, it's been found in uh, met, you know in big cities, Chicago, St. Louis, mm-hmm. that that turns a handgun, a semi-automatic handgun, into an automatic. Uh, can you yeah. explain what that's called and what what people are seeing out there? Well, it's technically
5: it's 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 not full auto. So it's not like there's a switch that so fully automatic weapons generally speaking, you have a safety selector which would go from safe to semi to full auto, which will allow you no shots, one shot or you know just dump the magazine. What this is more or less is like a forced reset trigger. So it's forcing your it's forcing your finger forward, but you are pulling rearward. And with the, just the appropriate amount of tension, you can go forward, go backward, go forward, go backward at a high rate of speed, so that you would be able to dump the magazine out. You have um, you know, on the pistol that you're looking at that we talked about in that picture. You have minimal control over your weapon. I mean, it's going to be all over the place, right? Um, you know, because you don't have good points of contact to it. You're not stabilizing it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's very gimmicky type switch. Um, and legally, if you're only getting, so if only one, every time you pull the trigger, only one round goes off and it it's not, it's not a machine gun. It's not a fully automatic weapon, but, um, it, it definitely draws an eyebrow. It draws concern sure. to people. Um, and it's probably something that's possibly going to be regular. Yeah. I'm the sure
1: switch. they they're going to try. Uh, we're talking yeah. to Jesse Rolfs from Razorback Armory. You know, that's sort of how the bump stock worked. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but again, they're focusing their ire on an accessory. Um, yeah. you, you have to get an accessory to the firearm, in many cases a piece of plastic. Yeah. And, and it, th- therefore, they think they can regulate that through the ATF. Sure. And, and things like that. So maybe they'll have luck doing that. I, I don't know.
2: You know, and uh, recently uh, uh, Joe Biden was up in New York, and uh, he, when he dropped the uh, the ghost uh, the ghost gun word again, I was like, oh, come on. Don't you have to be a craftsman to be able to create a ghost gun? That's my understanding you you need
5: a certain skill set you have to be, so they sell these are 80% guns they sell them like ARs they sell them for glocks they sell some of them um like okay, sig sig products uh, sig doesn't sell them other companies sell them to mimic those but the The number that they're throwing around and they're using for ghost guns, okay, the best that we can tell is actually a california number. California's gun laws have been so regulated for so long that they have what's called on roster and off roster guns. You can only own certain firearms there right but and their and their loophole is if you build the gun, it would be okay so and then they take this other stat the number they're using is Firearms in possession of law enforcement. So the firearms have, law enforcement's come into possession of it. Was it used in the commission of a crime? Was it found laying on the street? Was it confiscated? Was it a car stop? You know, ho- however, they got into possession of it, if it was a manufactured gun, not by a manufacturer, but by an individual or a group of individuals. So they're using those stats. In Missouri, that stat is not even close. You can come in and buy these guns here so you don't have to build them. Now, people like to build guns. It's a hobby, you know. So if somebody wants to take pride in craftsmanship and they built a gun, I understand that. But the, the you know, ghost gun that they're portraying is all criminals use ghost guns. It's all this evil, you know, no serialized. You can't find it. Well, the word uh, ghost, you know, I mean, that pretty much yeah. says it all. And it's it's not as easy as you would think. No, you do have to have some skill. You know, you have to drill everything out, mill everything out precisely because it's a controlled (laughs) explosion going on in your hand or someone close to your face um, that has to be done right. Or the gun doesn't function. Um, So it's it's not the epidemic that they say it is, especially not here in Missouri.
2: Right, right. Well, okay, so that's uh, that. the scary word ghost. Uh, we're done talking about that. I do want to talk about the last time we had you on second. Man- oh, you had, a, you had a question. No, Sorry. no. I, was I wasn't gonna, looking at go you. Ahead, go, ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, uh, last time we had you on, you said you were anticipating a uh, a faster pace to get suppressors or silencers, if you will. Uh, okay. Where are we at with that story?
5: So what, uh, what we were talking about before is they were, t- when we talked last, we were right on the, I mean, day of, uh, them talking about e-file. So the way that we've always done suppressor paperwork is you would come in, we talk about the suppressor, get everything done. We did everything digitally here always, but right at the time when we're supposed to submit, we would actually print everything out, send it to the federal government, and it was an actual paper file that went through the processes with the federal government. Okay. Now with ATF e-file, we do everything digitally, we format the file digitally, and then we present it to the federal government all digital. So there's no more paper involved.
2: That's fantastic. Um, that that's got to expedite yeah. it right away.
5: So it does. Um, now we haven't. So it's very new. Obviously, we started this right around the first of the year. Um, they're saying 90 days. They're saying that they will be able to spin your file and then get it back to us in 90 days. I think that was um, I think that was not very hopeful thinking. Um, the amount of suppressor files that they are getting, the amount of times that their server goes down, their their website goes down, just because of not only us but everyone in the United States filing this paperwork into them. Yeah, um, their their system just can't handle it. Um, I mean, for example, I think we're selling at least five to six times more suppression per you know per. You can look at a day, week, month. However, it, it's <clears throat> just climbing. Uh, because everyone wants that. you know. Before, we were looking at a 10- to 12-month window to deliver your suppressor on paper file.
2: That's now
5: you're cutting that to three months, and everyone that's coming in is like, oh, I want to do that e-file, so I can get my suppressor in 90 days. I'm like, I'll do your e-file. I will file it in. The government's in charge of that 90-day number. <laughs> yeah, but have you
1: had any come back yet, Jesse? Because I, I talked to a yep. friend uh, from a firearm store, and they mm-hmm. had one come back in three weeks. Whoa. So, is it on a form one? I can believe that. I haven't seen anything yet
5: on a form four for a suppressor. Okay. I will tell you the people that were paper filed, okay, previous to us implementing the e file or let, letting us do that, um, I'm getting what's called batch filing, which is awesome, which is what they were supposed to do anyway. So I've got customers who buy a suppressor and wait two months, buy another one, wait two months, buy another one. So over a period of a year, they've got five or six of them here. Oh, yeah. When they they clear the oldest one, they look and see if there's any more in queue, and they're clearing all of them. So you may get a 10-month, an 8-month, a 6-month, and a 4-month all at the same time because they cleared everything out of their queue they're trying to get rid of all the paper right
2: now it's like laddering so, cds for investments yeah, you know exactly that's yeah. a good the, idea the, though
5: the beauty is oh it's great because the beauty is when i call the customer and i'm like hey i've got a approval for some suppressors he goes oh man i wish i got all of them like well you did get all of them so you're picking up seven today you know you're picking up five
2: <laughs> bring the stuff. big credit card yeah no kidding yeah. <laughs> uh actually i think it's paid ahead of time isn't it
5: it's all paid ahead of time yeah it's it's, uh, it's, it's definitely Christmas, no matter what day we call them. But eFile, e-file is working, there's, and there's a lot of talk in the industry on the, the customer side and some other stuff through social media posts, um, and we've had to make a couple of them to try to explain it, but it is working, it is doing what it's supposed to do. It is very um, time and labor-intensive on your dealer. Yeah, everything has to mirror. Everything has to be perfect. When we send in paper files, if there was a problem, they'd mail them back to us. You could make a correction. There are no corrections on e-files. It's A or B. It's either Beautiful. gonna. It's either pass or fail. And if it fails, they send it back to you and you start over again. But they don't even allow it to get presenced in. They don't even allow it to get filed if there's any mistakes. And part of it is just your dealer being very, you know, labor, you know, watching everything, checking the files, making sure everything's perfect so that when it goes there, everything works perfect.
2: All right, Jesse, before we move on to uh, talking Mm -hmm. about your generous heart, uh, just uh, for those people that have never uh, investigated what uh, a suppressor is or what they should get, what calibers do suppressors come in?
5: Pretty much we suppress everything from a 22, you know, small 22 rifle all the way through a 50 BMG, your largest, you know, big, Bigger gun and, and honestly everything in between. Your most popular stuff, we do a lot of twenty two rim fire, your center fire pistol, either your ninety or forty five, and then center fire rifle, you know, two twenty three all the way up through large hunting calibers. I've got a lot of guys who hunt with three hundred wind mag, which suppress it is you know, that gun's got a lot of a lot of kick, a lot of muzzle blast, a lot of concussion. But you put a suppressor on it and it tames that gun down and makes it very pleasurable
2: to shoot. Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, go to RazorbackArmory.com to find out more information about that. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, don't you love when you can accomplish something, Mark, in one text? I sent one yeah. text to Razorback Armory, to Jesse directly. said, hey, Poker Bash is coming up March 27th. Big Texas Hold'em game. You supported us last year. Would you like to do it again? And right away he talked to Brad, and they are donating another shotgun. Great home defense piece. Um, and if you want to describe what gun you have donated to our event – uh please floor's yours
5: yeah no problem uh, if anybody was at the bash last year we did the same gun we just kind of looked at our records and was like hey that one works so uh it's a pump 20 gauge pump tactical shotgun home defense uh just a fun gun uh i'm sorry 12 gauge i said 12 uh 20 inch barrel but uh it's uh you know nice set up for home defense if you wanted you know to go out and uh put some targets up and blast them you know but uh, we appreciate what you guys do. I mean, you know, definitely anything we can do to support local charities and law enforcement like that, we we definitely try to get involved.
1: So that's in addition to the uh, Sig Sauer 365 compact nine millimeter and a Springfield Armory uh, Browning high power. that oh, yeah. they're raffling off. We're so. add,
2: we're adding to the list, man. Yes, nice. <laughs> it nice. Uh, it was a it was a gun auction and raffle that turned that we had a side poker game going. Yeah, it, just, yeah. it was one yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, well, uh, I don't, you know. Actually,
1: where, where can people buy uh, tickets? Uh, all you have to Bo. do
2: is go to Facebook and uh, type in sixth uh, six th, and then uh, Big Dogs Poker Bash, and it all come up. Uh, it's real executive D-A-W-G. premiere. A-W-G. I'm yeah. so sorry. Doesn't everybody spell Dawg dog that way? Okay. <laughs> Some people don't know, but not Snoop Dogg. That's D D-O-G. O W G. Yes. So this is D A W G. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. And we're trying to get Mark to commit uh it's what the day before your anniversary or it's your anniversary
1: it is my the day the 27th is my wedding anniversary but it's on a sunday yeah so i'm, I'm trying to work out with uh, my significant other whether or not i can get away with <laughs> if, we, if we celebrate saturday night can i go play poker all day sunday that'd be fantastic
2: <laughs> did, uh, did i ask this last week does she play poker oh no oh crap no but she's got a really good poker face does she like to shop mm. She does. Oh, we're get, we, this is like, it, it's also uh, not only a gun raffle and uh, an auction, it's also a silent auction on steroids. So shopping, <laughs> okay, she could right. be there to root you on. I'm trying to sell two, two, uh, two tickets I know you here. are. Yeah, I hear anyway, that. I hear that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> if you want to see that, you can go to uh, that page to uh, find out uh, what more Razorback has done with this beautiful shotgun. So, Jesse, thank you for your knowledge, your uh, your kindness. And uh, and I don't know if you listened to the show, but uh, in the previous segment of the show, we had Randy Nolan. I don't know if you know that name. He is doing the 7th Annual Cycle Showcase St. Louis at the Foundry. Uh, and I say that because Jesse was a custom bike builder back in the day. Do you know that guy?
5: I don't, uh, but that sounds like a good good uh,
2: thing to go check out. Okay, we'll listen to the show once in a while, will you please? I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jesse, take care, man. Say hey to the gang, all right? Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, good
1: information, Jesse. We we, we appreciate that. And in case uh, we didn't mention it um Uh, Earlier, this is down at the City Foundry, uh, is that bike show that uh, Bo just mentioned again and uh, the address is 3730 Foundry Way in St. Louis not far from IKEA it's uh, across, if you've been it's across down the there. street it's like, uh, yeah. like Van Van and
2: i have heard because we just had somebody from the, from the foundry on St. Louis talks uh and uh, women's uh, uh retail thing she said a lot of people have to end up with events like this have to park at IKEA
3: oh wow and otherwise walk.
2: it's off street but mm-hmm. i wonder if IKEA has put up signs that say this parking is <laughs> park only for, for Uh, their
1: parking lot's pretty big or you may have to come back and reassemble your car
2: (laughs) you (laughs) You know you've heard of a food truck they need a tire (laughs) truck uh, selling tires out there if they're missing (laughs) hey enjoy i hope you enjoy your weekend Uh, i'll just
1: say it again if you're if you're paying attention to the foot big football game B- go Bengals! I want to say I know they're the underdog, but I'm rooting for my Bengals. Three all points
3: the way. is not really an underdog. Yeah, I know,
1: but every every playoff game was decided by three points. Even if you don't Seems care, like.
2: how about anti Rams?
1: Yeah, yeah. anti Rams. No. <laughs> that,
2: that has a ring to it, doesn't it? it? Does a little bit. Have
1: a great weekend. We'll see you next time on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys.